0: okay hello everybody um I'm gonna be doing something literally just for my own amusement I think that ever since I got this microphone I'm I'm going to like normalize talking to myself a little bit more which I'm super excited about because I talk to myself all the time um now I just have a microphone to do it into so it kind of seems more valid because it doesn't seem like I'm talking to myself I'm talking to um a microphone that's listening to me like I finally have someone to listen to what I'm saying you know what I'm saying um but, okay, so I have been kind of, like, scrolling mindlessly on Reddit for a little bit now. Um, and I I was, like, oh, I feel kind of, like, shitty about myself that I've just been scrolling mindlessly. And I just, it's so funny because I just started, like, verbalizing what I'm thinking as I'm watching. Um, like, as I'm watching, or it's not always videos, but, like, as I'm scrolling through Reddit, basically, and I was like, wait a minute, this is a perfect opportunity for me to like use that microphone and record this even if it doesn't go anywhere. It probably won't. It's just for my own amuse- amusement. Um like I want to record my reaction and it's great because I don't know how to like record the content that I'm seeing. And so I'm not go- I'm not like going to tell you guys necessarily what I'm going to like seeing. I'm just and explain what my thought process is you know maybe I'll read it out loud maybe I won't I'm kind of bad at reading out loud but who knows maybe I don't know I just thought it would be a fun idea so um that's what I'm gonna do and again this is like for myself so I'm excited about it and I'm not gonna be too worried about what what's going on or what like the the process is so let's do this thing <clears throat> okay, I wish that I would have caught my reaction for what just happened um okay, but right now I'm on a d h d meme uh it's a reddit community, and I've been scrolling through like the front or like the the best of a d h d meme community um I was scrolling through all those, and I'm just gonna start off where I was, and I've seen this before, oh well, hold on, no, i want hold on, oh my gosh,, uh, I get so ahead of myself sometimes um again, it's just so funny, like, kind of having this diagnosis of ADHD, because everything just makes so much more sense. It's like, it it offers so much clarity to the fact that I can never, f- well, not never, but oftentimes do not finish my sentence or my thought. It's because I have a bunch of other thoughts kind of going on in my head, and so I'm skipping around, but when it's verbalized it's extra confusing like oh my gosh if you could watch a a movie into my brain and see what it looks like it would make sense but because I can only express one thing at a time it doesn't make much sense so I'm going to um show you this one because this is the one that made me think oh my gosh I should totally just like react to this because I literally laughed out loud like you know how when you're scrolling on social media and something makes you laugh like there's this this um idea of like loud nose breathing is how you laugh like like you know but like with this and I was like (laughs) and I just think that if it actually like warrants a legitimate like lol then it probably needs to be recorded so um this post says this happens all the time and it's basically just a repost of some twitter post and it says that ADHD thing where a minor inconvenience throws you completely off a task I was about to sweep my floor but then I realized that I left the uh, swifter upstairs and immediately lost all motivation to clean (sighs) and I laughed because that's the story of my life and they have someone else say that they've experienced that before it just makes me feel seen heard and like I'm not insane so that was good again kind of like laughing not because it's funny but because because it's like a reality Um, this one is super funny this is the one that I've seen before and I was going to say that earlier and then I just didn't finish my train of thought this one says found this on Pinterest and I feel called out now I really really struggle to believe that not everyone would do this um but but then again like I have a really hard time to believe that there are people in this world that are not functioning um with ADHD all the time if that makes sense like ever since kind of realizing that the way that my brain works is uh mental disorder called ADHD I've just been blown away by the fact that a neurotypical person's mind doesn't work like this and I'm still in denial that like people around me could actually function normally so to say um and also kind of have been blown away by the fact that I'm not alone so it's both like odd because all of a sudden I'm like oh my gosh there are other people like me and then I'm also like oh wait a minute are you telling me that not everyone is like this like it's constantly like teeter tottering between I was the only one or aren't we all just the exact same anyway you know like I can't really accept the fact that there are neurodivergent people and neurotypical people I'm like not either i'm the only one who has adhd or we all have adhd and there's no in between that's how i kind of process this but so anywho um it's a pie chart and the pie chart is really colorful with like different shades of pink orange yellow and blue and then you get back to purple um and it says what adhd inattentive type uh actually is and hold on actually i don't know Oh, okay, okay. So, I didn't open <laughs> I didn't open it up all the way. At the very top it says what people think ADHD inattentive type is. It has like a purple circle. It says getting distracted by squirrels. That's stupid that people think that, but also not entirely incorrect. <laughs> I just feel the need to put that out there. It's not squirrels in specific, but it's like the background noise and stuff, the background happenings, yeah, can be very distracting. Um then it says what ADHD inattentive type actually is. And that's the one that I was going to describe and it lists off 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 hold on we have what I just counted 14 but from a mathematical standpoint it would only make sense for it to be 12 Oh my gosh! hold on! Maybe someone got this wrong one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's embarrassing it It is twelve reasons. I just counted fourteen, but I rushed through it, so that's completely incorrect and then I did the math by looking at the pie chart, which has six sectors um on one half, and I was like, well, six times two is twelve. Oh my gosh, I feel like that's a good way to um. like, demonstrate our problem-solving skills, it's like, if you give me a list of 14 things, or, oh my gosh, of 12 things, I'm not going to have the patience to count that it's 12 things, but if you put in front of me something where it's like, oh, tell me how many are here, instead of counting them, like, all I'm saying is that it was a lot easier for me to split something up, look at the pie diagram, and be like, oh, well, there's six on this segment so I'll just multiply six times two to get 12 as opposed to being like go through this list and see if you can count. I don't know if that's an ADHD thing it kind of feels like impulsive and impatient of me and I think that that's just the way that I work all the time so I literally have not even explained what this this meme is but um anywho 12 different things and I won't even read them because guess what you if if you have this inattentive ADHD type it will make the claim, w- with this big green circle at the bottom, it says, also ADHD inattentiveness. It says, not reading any of the second half of the pick above, because you saw it was really long. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, if that is not ADHD, in a nutshell, I don't know what is. Also, I don't feel like that actually is a fair way to quantitate uh, inattentive ADHD, but like, really. I, I think that, again, the underlying um symptom here is like the impulsiveness of being like oh no I don't have patience to read something that long like just get me to the very end and that's why I can't follow instructions oh my gosh instructions are so difficult for me because I'm like I that's so many words like maybe I can follow pictures honestly pictures are also really difficult for me I would have so much more success nope even watching someone i don't know instructions obviously i guess i'm just saying like i'm doomed i can't read i can't see i can't watch instructions i can't listening to instructions that might be my best route but even then walk me through step by step do not give me a list of 10 different things and be like okay you got that you know it's just very overwhelming um also something that i'd like to point out is that the green circle is not a circle it's an oval and it bothers me and i think it bothers other people down below it's also not the same type font but then again, I know that that's just because it was, like, an addition. Also, maybe I'll go back and read what it actually does say for that one um, pie diagram with the 12 different sectors of it. And we'll just see what it says. So, it says, poor planning and organizational skills. Check. Um, Trouble focusing on a task at hand. Depends. That one definitely uh, depends. But if I'm very, very much so focused in what, like, a lot of people would call hyper-focus for ADHD, we are totally chillin'. A lot of the time, if I am having trouble focusing on a task, it's because there's something around me that's, like, distracting me. Um, I have the tendency to be very, like, easily I- distracted just does not sound the r- like the right word, honestly. I just think that I ha- my brain is kind of influenced by what's going on around me. And if I tune into what's going on around me, then it's going to tune out of what's going on in front of me. Does that make any sense that's how i feel difficulty learning or organizing uh new infos yes yeah probably but once i get it down i get it down and i like am a master in my class that's kind of what it feels like um i'm thinking about jobs that i've had to learn like i'm just again like with instructions i'm just really bad at retaining like instructional information i'm very very good and i feel like most people would agree with me when they say that, like, they just learn best through doing. But I I just feel like I'm at a stage where it's like I do not learn through, like, infographics of what my instructions are supposed to be. Like, I'm thinking of these two jobs that I've had. I've had, well, I've had multiple jobs, but one job was being a lifeguard. I... Oh gosh, let me just out myself really quick. Like, I still don't know my ratios. I It just becomes so overwhelming for me. And like, you would think that I'd be able to follow through and figure out a way to remember my ratios. Maybe I'm just bad at that in general because the other example is I was working at Starbucks and I never, like, given I was only there for two months, but from what I've been told, like after the first month or so, you should at least know how to like make the different coffee drinks. I didn't, like, I don't know what the ratios are. I had to keep a sheet on me all the time um and even the sheet was like very overwhelming for me hard for me to follow but you know what I was really good at the refreshers where they have all of the different um like all the different steps are literally marked for you all you have to do is pour everything in in the correct ratios and shake it up like we're chilling um and yeah all I'm trying to say is that in jobs where I've had like um less leeway in how I'm supposed to be acting I'm or, like, what I'm supposed to be doing, and it's more instructional and has, like, a legitimate process to it, I'm just not good at that. Like, the stuff that requires more creative problem solving and requires me to, um, like, have more freedom in the way that I navigate it, that's where I thrive, um, and, which, that's why, like, being a lifeguard was awesome, was because, okay, as bad as this sounds, like, you typically aren't having to, you know, resuscitate someone, I never had to do that, so, I, and thank goodness I never had to do that, otherwise, you know, our ratios would have been messed up, um, all I would have been doing is, like, doing the, huh <laughs> staying alive, they teach you that, they're, like, if you're going to be doing the chest compressions, make sure that you do it to the beat of staying alive by the, I want to say it's the Bee Gees, yeah, Um, like, I would have been doing that, but I probably would have done it for the duration of the time that I was, this is morbid, I don't need to be talking about bringing someone back to life using CPR, all I'm trying to say is that, like, when I was a lifeguard, I'm grateful I didn't have to do CPR, because I don't know the ratios, but I was really good at being a lifeguard, because it's like, uh, mm, it's not even that it's like a high pressure environment, but there's lots of freedom in it, you're just expected to know how to, like, respond, um. Again, I'm using the word, like, logistically, which I think is the best word that I can come up with, but, like, there are certain steps that you are supposed to take. I, I, f- I feel like the way that I operate is just purely on instinct, so, you know, that's the way that I went about my job, and I never had any issues other than when I maybe got a little bit, hmm, some people would call me, um, smart assy. I, I get that way a little bit, so you know, well, I'm sorry about that. But sometimes most people think it's funny. Sometimes I get smart ass, smart assy with the wrong people and I shouldn't be doing that. So I admit my fault. But next one, frequent daydreaming. I've had to look up what daydreaming means because I feel like I zone out of, of what's going on in front of me. Not because I'm like dreaming or fantasizing about anything, but just because I'm kind of like lost in my own thoughts. Like I'm just, I'm I'm focused on what's going on uh, in the dialogue in my head, as opposed to what's going on, again, like, in front of me. Um, and daydreaming to me, and, like, from what I've gathered, daydream is more so thinking about the future. Like, it's kind of like a TV show in your own brain, whereas mine is just kind of like, it's like I'm reading a script in my own brain about anything and everything, which is why I like um, getting the opportunity to kind of speak my thoughts out loud is because otherwise I'd just be sitting here with thoughts like wandering all over the place and getting distracted by them if that makes any sense but I don't think I would call that as or dayd- er, wow I don't even think I finished that word qualify was the word I was trying to say I don't think that I'd even qualify that as daydreaming though I think that that's just being like in your own head as opposed to like in your own world if that makes any sense I don't I don't I don't know I, if I'm making sense I'm sorry I don't know if I'm making sense or not um difficulty following instructions I think that I already said that I can't remember though just kidding yeah uh difficulty following instructions uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that I had difficulty following instructions until someone until I saw somewhere that I can have difficulty following instructions and I'm like hmm that would make sense what I feel like I am so easily overwhelmed, um, I'm not even going to go into my examples, because I could go on forever, and I've already been talking way too long about a m- simple ADHD meme, um, but, yeah, super difficult, trouble starting and finishing projects, yeah, uh, that one hurt, but, like, you know, kind of in a good way, because, again, like, I just feel seen, I feel validated, um, i'm a master procrastinator i know that nowadays i feel like everyone is a part of procrastination nation but like i just don't feel like it's a choice whether i procrastinate or not um i've said this before but i literally could could set a reminder like not set a reminder i don't do that on my phone like put something on my planner be like this uh, assignment is going to be due on a wednesday and i know that i'm putting that it's due on a wednesday because it's actually due on a Friday. And I will put that assignment off until Friday. Even though it's marked as being due on Wednesday in my planner, I will remember that I can procrastinate it an extra two days. So uh, that's, it's, it sucks because like I'm, I'm trying to train myself to not procrastinate and like most people's um, solutions to not procrastinating are to tell yourself that an assignment is due earlier than it is. But when I try to tell myself that an assignment is due earlier than it is, I call myself out for lying to myself and I'm like, hmm, you tried to lie to me, Uh, screw you, I'm actually going to wait to get it done until the last moment, again, just to spite you is kind of what it feels like. I'm sure that's not actually what the internal dialogue would be, but that's kind of how it feels for me. Next is inability to focus or prioritize. Um, I feel like I I understand the inability to prioritize more than I understand the inability to focus because um, hmm, I don't... I don't know. I think that my brain just has a really hard time compartmentalizing things. Like I either I don't know. I the the issue for me with how my brain processes things is it's like you don't really have an option. You either and I've said it be well, I don't think I've ever explicitly said it be- before in a podcast, but the way that my brain works feels very all or nothing and one of the examples of that is that it means that oh shit, what was I talking about? It means that um how do I put this? Basically, I either see the task as a whole, or I see it as the uh, 1,700 different steps that it could be, you know? And I've, uh, it's super difficult because most people, the way that they go about, like, conquering a bigger task is to break it down into smaller pieces. Well, yes, maybe you're supposed to break it down into smaller pieces, but when I'm breaking my tasks down into smaller pieces, I'm bringing, like, breaking them down to like a micro level, you know, to the point where it's like you do not need to to make it that small. I'm trying to think of a good example. I think the best example that I can give like off the top of my head is cleaning my bathroom. Like, you know, the idea of cleaning my bathroom, that can be hard for me. Right. Like as as a whole, you got to break it down into smaller parts. You can't just like think of it as cleaning your bathroom because there are different parts of it. I think that a normal person would be like, okay, well, clean the toilet, clean the sink, clean the shower, reorganize the towels. My brain is all like, well, you need to make sure that you have all the supplies to do it, and then you need to make sure that you have the right amount of time to do it, and then you need, and hold on, I feel like, I feel like I'm still not giving a great example, um, but basically, it feels like it like requires a lot of preparation. And then on top of that, it's not nearly, oh, here we go. It, so for example, with the toilet, right? It's not nearly as simple as just clean the toilet. It's like you need to make sure that you have a bunch of wash rags in line. You need to make sure that you have the right like um, s- like spray, toilet scrubber. You need to do the towels before you do the toilet that way you can put your dirty towels from cleaning the toilet into the dirty towels bin but you also probably shouldn't clean your sink yet because you're going to have to make sure that you can put the dirty towel from cleaning your toilet into the sink. So don't clean your sink because it's going to have a dirty towel on it. Like, does that make any sense? That's kind of like how my brain goes about a task like that. Um, And then this kind of goes back to the entire, like, I have my uh, Swiffer Sweeper thing upstairs and now I've lost all motivation. It's like, I could be... um, progressing along just fine on the task or maybe I'm not uh, ideally I probably haven't even started it yet but it's just so odd it for me the idea of like something small throwing you off is so applicable in the priorities um category because it's like I could go to try to clean my bathroom but the moment that I see like a towel that's folded the wrong way I, I just don't know like I can see it I walk past it every day I had this just happen. I've had these towels in my bathroom that have been out of place for the past probably month now, and I only just finally, like, put them together every day that I go to the bathroom. I think, oh my gosh, I need to fix those towels. Don't do it. Not because I'm lazy. Not because I don't have time. Not because I don't have energy. It's really, like, sad. It's really sad and scary. Uh, And, I, okay, hold on. I'm gonna interrupt myself again because I just saw another meme that said this it said it says this depresses me it says a fun thing to do is explain that you have adhd to someone only using um but don't use the name just say a neurological condition that symptom and watch how seriously they take it until you tell them that it's adhd so a good example would be saying i have a neurological condition that keeps me from fixing a towel that's been in front of me for a month um even though i want to i am not able to do that and in ADHD, that would probably be qualified as an executive dysfunction. But it's just funny because if I were to tell that to anyone, they'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? It's just a towel. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. Don't worry. I've considered that. It's just a towel. It just is not getting put in the right place right now. I don't know what it is, but it's, it just takes too much. And again, it's not necessarily that I'm like lacking the energy to do it. It's just like, I think, I think the thing is that I see the towel and I'm like, you should not be as difficult as you're making yourself out to be. And because you're making yourself out to be difficult right now, I'm just going to wait until you don't appear to be difficult to me. And that does not come around for a very, very long time. Typically, it will never come around unless I'm on a roll. Like, you know, there will be these random moments. Um, I, they're just so inconsistent, I can't even explain, like, when they hit. But basically what will happen, and this is what just happened for me uh, a couple days ago, I took the day off work, um, and I accidentally woke up early like I wanted to sleep in but I didn't so I I accidentally woke up early and I'm like well I feel like this extra burst of energy because like I'm not going to work and my routine has been thrown off and so I got the chance to clean this bathroom that's been needing to clean that's been needing to be cleaned for a while but most specifically got the chance to fix the towels and it was great because those towels were the reasons that I didn't clean my bathroom. It's just weird. I don't know. It's odd how my brain works. And I feel like it's really difficult to justify. And I'm super glad that now I have something that allows me to realize that, like, this is okay. Um, I don't want to say that, like, it's, like, normal normal. But it's, like, some form of normal. And it's not entirely unique to you. And I'm super grateful for that. Because it definitely, like, makes you really confused and feel super ashamed. As to, like, why can I not be responsible for myself? Why can I not motivate myself to do this? And it isn't about not being able to find motivation. It's literally about having a brain that is, just like feels like it's working against you um, in certain situations. And maybe even most of the time. I don't know. I'm sorry that I'm talking so much. <laughs> um, and then we have restlessness and edginess. Both of those apply to me. I don't know if you can tell. But, like, I'm edgy AF. And restlessness... Um, I don't know if restlessness is conveyed through my uh speech at all, but if it is, then it should be obvious um if you could see me and I'm actually doing a really good job at staying still, but now I've become aware of that, so I need to like adjust the way that I'm sitting um but yeah, restlessness, edginess, although you know what <laughs> now that I think about it when they say edginess. Like I thought that they were talking about kind of like adrenaline junkie kind of I think edginess is also just another way of saying restlessness. But like I wanted to I wanted to take it as being um adrenaline junkiness or like, you know, like the super uh like s- the stereotype of being like an edgy teen or whatever. Um but yeah, or hold on, pause. Something Sorry, my train of thought has just been kind of derailed, but, like, not literally. It's very relevant. Basically, I've been listening to this podcast, ADHD is Females, and they brought up the fact that um, people with ADHD, like, and it's not confirmed, I don't think, but, like, people with ADHD have a harder time obeying rules that they don't understand why they're in place. Like, you need to give me a reason. I, I am... <laughs> I am such a a you-need-to-give-me-a-reason type of person. That's why I always, like, overly explain myself is because I'm, like, it's probably because subconsciously I'm, like, well, I know that if I were listening to myself, I'd need for, like, that person to be, um, I'd need for me to be explaining, oh, gosh, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, Oh, shit, no. I would need for that person, I would need for that person to be, um, like, explaining their reasoning to me. And so I think that that's why I talk so much is because I'm like imagining that everyone else is witnessing this the way that I am, which is please explain yourself to me like as much as possible. That way I understand it and fully comprehend it. And so they were talking about how people with ADHD might be a little bit like more likely to go against rules and laws because it's like unless you give me a valid reason as to why it's in place, I'm not going to follow it. And so, you know, I think that that also kind of applies to this idea of edginess where it's like tell me why, and I'll do it. But if you don't have a valid reason, or, like, if you don't have a reason that I deem to be valid, then I'm not following your rules, you know? um. But, okay, anyway, next one is losing or misplacing things. Yeah, are we talking about thoughts? Because that's one of them. Um, <laughs> No, but I misplace my phone. That, like, happens all the time. I've gone into this on my first episode. I feel like a majority of these things I've actually kind of gone into on my first episode, but I'm just gonna recap this really quick. Um, I've adapted strategies to help myself with losing things, but when I'm in a foreign environment, that's when, like, I'm most prone to losing things, and I, I, um, it drives me crazy, but it is what it is, and I think that when you're hanging out with me in a foreign environment, the thing that you'll hear me say the most is, where did I put my phone? Where the fuck did I put my phone? Can you call my phone? I can't find it. I don't know where it is. And then like, I'll be like slapping myself in the face because I'm so upset that it's gone. Um, like it literally feels like it has legs of its own and that it just like decided to go off and wander somewhere. It's like, it was like my child at a Disney theme park and you know, it was intrigued and I took my mo- my eyes off of it for one second. And now all of a sudden it's lost in like this wave of people that just got out from you know, the Space Mountain ride, and I cannot find my child. And by child, I mean my phone that has sprouted a pair of legs and walked away from me at a party. Um, Yeah, so, anywho, um, difficulty paying attention to details. Yes and no. I am so detail-oriented. Okay, yep, this is the thing. I am detail-oriented on my own terms. I have a very, like, perfectionist way of operating, especially when it comes to, like, visual details, if that makes any sense but if someone is telling me to do something a certain way, this is kind of like something that I was referencing earlier, like if you have instructions that you want for me to follow, I'm just not going to be very able to do it. Um, Again, like if these are details that I'm kind of noticing for myself, I'm fine, but if if you're telling me that I need to include these details, the chances of me actually like being able to retain that or apply that just very slim, very slim. Um, I think what you're getting here that is I'm very like specifically like in a work environment, I guess. Um, once I like get started, well, hold on, I'm trying not to make like any huge generalizations, but I would say that what you might be able to pick up on here, especially if I'm interested in something is that I'm actually like really functional and pretty good at doing things that I like to do I feel like anyone's going to be good at doing things that they like to do but like I'm I, like almost excel at doing what I like to do but when it's something that like I just don't understand it's like I just don't understand it and it almost feels hopeless to try to like make me understand it I love a challenge I love to embrace things that I don't know like that's awesome for me but I like to do it on my own terms is kind of what I feel like I'm going for here and I do it best when I do it on my own if I have other people a part of it with me it just overwhelms me it f- makes me feel more like inadequate and I just don't feel like I get as good of results which is also awkward because I also thrive using like um, with external pressure but that's like not it, it just depends like it's very case dependent for me getting a chore done if I have like an external pressure To get it done, I'm going to be much better at it than if it were, like, me relying on myself. But if I have a project that someone is, like, trying to direct me through, just don't even leave me. Like, just leave me alone. Don't even try to tell me what's going on. Like, I think that all you need to do is give me an end goal, and I will get there. And what I will give you will be probably much better than you ever could have imagined me to give you. Give me instructions and give me a list of things to follow in order to get to that end result. And you're not getting anything close to what you want. And it's probably not going to be my best work. Not even close, you know? Easily distracted. Um, it's funny because, again, I, I just feel like from, uh, I'm just, a lot of the ways that, from like a distraction standpoint, my distractibility is generally pretty, like, internal. I don't feel like it's as obvious from an external standpoint unless, and I've started kind of challenging myself to do this more, unless I... I'm calling myself out for my own distractibility, um, or like kind of forgetfulness, or I'm kind of like trying to identify for myself like what's a rabbit hole that I'm going down, what am I kind of spiraling on, like which sentences have I not finished, which thoughts have I not finished, and then I kind of realize how distractible I am, and it's funny because I don't, it doesn't, dist- the word distraction does not feel like the right thing to uh, be encompassing it. It just feels like I have a hard time um how how would I describe it? A big issue that I've had with the ADHD like diagnosis process is that the words that are used to describe what it is and what it feels like I don't think um are very relatable. It kind of reminds me of how ADHD is called attention deficit hyperactivity disorder when in fact I don't think that I have any huge issues with attention like and then, you know, people would say, like, oh, well, your attention is, like, being distracted. And even being distracted doesn't sound like the right word. I think, again, like, for me, the way that I would put it is being easily influenced by, like, what's going on around me or by, like, what's going on in my head, if that makes any sense. And it kind of feels like it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm on, like, a mission, you know? I think that the way that I think of distraction is, like, you're supposed to be on a mission and somebody is like, oh, hey, come look over here, look at me, and you're like, oh, wait, I want to look at you, that's not what it feels like for me, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm on a mission at all, it just feels like I could be walking with, and just try, please try to follow me on this, it feels like I could be walking with someone, and then someone else will come, like, come along and be like, hey, come walk with me, I'll be like okay goodbye like I'm gonna go walk with this person now like there's no hard feelings like I'm not necessarily like diverting from anything important like we were just going on a walk anyway but I'm I'm just being like passed down in a chain from people like person to person and it's like a new person wants to take my hand and grab me and like take me to a new destination every time and I didn't even have a destination in mind anyway so it doesn't really affect me does that make sense I don't know I uh, gosh, damn it. Okay. Well, anyway, back to what I was saying about like the ADHD terminology and stuff. Like attention does not necessarily feel like it's a big issue for me. Hyperactivity, when I think of hyperactivity, I think of like a more external hyperactivity. No one really like um Makes it very obvious that like this hyperactivity could also be internal. I feel like from an internal standpoint, I am a lot more hyperactive, but I still feel like attention and hyperactivity are not like the biggest areas of my life that have been affected by this so called ADHD, right? And I recently saw something and it was a person who said that it should be called emotional slash executive function dysregulation or something like that. And it was so interesting because I was like, yes, mm. That's exactly it, because for me, those are the areas of my life that I feel the most affected. I feel like executive dysfunction and not being able to, again, the word motivation is not an easy word. Like, that's not the right word for this, but I'll just use it anyway. Like, not being able to find the motivation to do something, that impairs my life. And the emotional dysregulation, luckily, um, I just heard someone describe this today. There's such thing as being, like, a silent angry, if that makes any sense. Luckily, I'm the silent angry, and I think that if I were to be, like, a more expressive angry, I probably could have ended a bunch of relationships by now, but I'm a very silent angry, and I just, um, like, close up instead of expressing my anger, but, like, it's still just, like, boils and festers, and I was explaining that, like, for me, the way that I ha- used to handle my anger when I was little was, like, I'd go to my room, and I'd throw a tissue box at the wall. I'd go scream into a pillow. I'd go shatter glass, like in my backyard essentially right And like I think most people would recognize that, like that's a pretty intense way to handle your anger I was just never the kid that would like cuss someone out scream in their face want to slap I, well yes I wanted to slap them I didn't slap them you know I'd walk away and I'd go break a plate instead I'd go throw a tissue box at a wall because that's my alternative to punching somebody in the face um but anywho like emotional dysregulation if you haven't noticed already like is just something that I I definitely feel like that has also affected me a lot again I think that I'm grateful that it hasn't affected my relationships very much but it still makes me feel like shit about myself when I'm crying about something that I'm like I don't want to be crying right now I feel like I don't even need to be crying right now I don't even have control over my own emotions um or like when I feel silly because I've just gotten like a major boost in dopamine because I was just complimented and now all of a sudden like you gotta reel me back in because I'm like jumping from wall to wall like saying super inappropriate things and like people think it's funny but I'm just uncomfortable with myself because I'm like oh shit this is not how I want to be acting right now like I just get put into hyperdrive craziness anywho um all of that to say I just think that the terminology in ADHD can be very misleading and so that's what I like when people give analogies to describe like what they're going through is because it oftentimes feels a lot more relatable than just like the words that it's like well we all might have different understandings of what that word means and so that's why I like the analogies because analogies explain the feeling whereas words are just words and you have your own feelings matched to that if that makes any sense um so yeah anywho and then the last one is tendency to procrastinate. Uh, again, procrastination nation. I'm a part of that, and I'm so, um, I'm not necessarily proud. I've just totally accepted it, you know? I feel like I'm an honorary member. Okay, I'm sorry. That took me 30 minutes to get through that one meme. But again, this ain't for no one but myself, so I am not even upset about it. Um, next one is guilty the neurodivergent experience is talking about your brain as if it's a separate entity from yourself. I brought that one up in a podcast, um, the other day. And it's funny because I didn't used to do that. I, I really didn't. But then I finally, like, I met a friend who he like started talking about, about his brain as opposed to like himself. And it's like, oh, that's an interesting way to put that. Like, low-key yeah you are right and it's funny because most people would be like oh yeah my brain and myself are one and the same that's just not what it feels like and especially I think I think for me it's been positive to identify that though like some people might be like oh no like you need to be one with like your entire self as you are that is brain heart you know an entire being as one entity but for me to realize that like to, to kind of consider my brain and myself to be different is really nice because it gives me the opportunity to recognize um the intention versus like the actual ability is kind of what it feels like um so when I can't do something that's my brain it's not necessarily like I don't identify it as being me it helps me to alleviate some shame because it's like no like your brain is working against you is what it feels like. And it's like, I'm trying to work for myself. It just doesn't seem to be working with me. And so, I think that it's not to say that... Uh, I was going to say that like we're kind of at a tug of war with each other. And that also isn't the right way to describe it. But it's like, instead of tugging a rope in different directions, because I can notice that me and my brain are working separately from one another, I can acknowledge that maybe we are pulling a rope in different directions and say hey brain like me and you don't seem to be on the same page right now like and then I was gonna say it might be a good idea to like ask my brain to go like start pulling the rope in the same direction as I am but in reality my brain probably is not gonna like help me that much so I in turn can literally turn around and decide okay you know what brain fine I'm gonna help you pull in this direction does that make any sense? Like, we're working together as a team now to pull this rope as opposed to pulling the rope in opposite directions of each other. Um, I don't know. It, it's just interesting because, again, I don't feel like other people would see it as being like, that's their relationship with their brain. Their brain and themselves would just like, they're, they're naturally either, you know, one in the same or they're already pulling in the same direction so you don't even need to have that conversation. But for me, that just doesn't feel like how it's working. And I'm glad that I can kind of recognize that. Um, It's been actually really helpful. So, Um, I'm going to see what else do we have. Okay, I'm just going to read this one. Ain't that a big mood? One of the most frustrating things about executive dysfunction is feel like I'm trying extremely hard, but also not trying at all at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like I've already explained like what executive dysfunction is like for me enough that I don't really care to go into detail on this one. But again, like just with the bath towel example, it's like, I feel like the way that I would um, kind of take that example and apply it to this is that me trying extremely hard is the acknowledging that that towel needs to be folded in a different way every day, every time I use the bathroom for a month right? Like that's me trying extremely hard. Like I recognize the problem, but it's also not trying at all because I haven't done anything to fix this problem. I recognize it and I recognize it constantly. Every time it's in front of me, I remember it and I know it, but it's sad because I'm not trying at all because I haven't done anything to fix it. And it's, you would think it's just as simple as picking that towel up and folding it and putting it in the right spot my brain just doesn't work that way. It's a little bit, it's, (laughs) I was going to say, it's just a little bit too much for me. No, it's a fucking lot too much for me. Okay. That's the issue here. So, um, what else do we have? Um, it says this Tumblr post right here. Neurotypicals always say like, oh, don't play dumb. You know what I'm talking about what you did, um, etc., you misunderstand. I have no idea about anything ever. Please explain actually. <laughs> this one, I don't know how much I agree with it or not. I think that something that I've realized about myself is that I just feel like everyone around me is lacking the ability to be completely open and honest about what's going on. And I don't know if this necessarily relates to what I just read, but it's what it made me think of. Is like I just feel like we're all on the same page deep down, but no one is willing to, like, take the step to uh, express kind of what what is going on for them. And so, like, it's like we could all be on the same page for real. Like, if we would all just be open and vulnerable and honest with each other, we'd be chilling. But because most people aren't willing to do that, it feels like there's just a huge disconnect and misunderstanding all the time. Which is why I've kind of, like been working to be a more open and honest and vulnerable person it's hard because sometimes (sighs) sometimes I think that the things that I'm being open and vulnerable and honest about like they're just things that they are hard to talk about but and I think I've mentioned this before I just have the tendency to like lean into my fear that's kind of like what I've learned to do is if I feel like I shouldn't be talking about it I'll typically end up talking about it which honestly might get me in a lot of trouble one day, who knows, but I like to be as open and honest as possible. I've had a couple of people ask me questions where it's like, right now, like, I just, I do not want to tell the truth, but I will, because I, I want to open up an opportunity to see if we are on the same page or not, Um, and again, I don't necessarily feel like that applies to this, like, tweet, reddit post, or whatever that I'm talking about, Um, but, yeah, I, that's just something that it reminded me of, so, anywho, that's just kind of, like, a little tangent on how I wish it, as humans, we were working to be, um, just more open and honest about our experiences, because maybe we would realize that we are on the same page more than we think we are. Okay, next one is, I honestly didn't think that this was a sensory issue, but a preference one. It says, my mom, we're all out of small forks, use the big one, my weird-ass sensory issue big fork bad, no big fork. Uh, what? Other people care about their forks? Oh, I thought I was the only one. This is craziness. But you know what's crazy is I'm a part of the big fork fandom. Like, you got to get me with the big fork. I, if we have small forks, I'm frustrated. But big forks are a yes for me. No wait. But then again, I feel like my big forks are the size of most people's small forks. We just have like, smaller forks in my house um because we use the real silver which I'm super fun um but wow oh my gosh that's uh, it's crazy to me that people don't have like their own forks that they just like okay so it's funny this person is like I always thought it was just a preference and like here I kind of do want to argue like maybe it is just a preference but like when I do consider it No, like, the big fork, again, because I'm a part of the big fork fandom, um, the big fork just feels right in my hand, like, and the way that, like, I eat my food off of that fork, the way that it, like, grabs the food better, I don't know, uh, I guess that it is probably more of a sensory thing than a preference, but then again, maybe all preference things are just sensory issues anyway, you know, I don't know, food for thought, um, uh, let's see, I'm not going to do the next one because it's a video, but I don't know what it is actually. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm not a video gamer. I'm not a video gamer at all, but this made me laugh. It says, every time. Me realizing that I forgot about uh my other sim. My sim who has been practicing writing for 13 hours. Gosh damn it. That's just so funny because obviously this is talking about like sims, but... <laughs> this just feels very applicable for many different areas of my life. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that might be happening like this right now. <gasps> I know what it is. Oh my gosh. I know. I've been wanting to come back to this. Um, it's probably only been like two hours, but I got this app called Inner Inflow. It's an ADHD app. And keep in mind, I've downloaded probably five ADHD apps, opened all of them for like a couple of seconds, to, like tried them out for maybe a day and decided that they weren't going to work um but then this other one was recommended by attitude which is an adhd magazine and so uh they like had me do like my own personal test and like set me up on my own personal plan and i kept on getting interrupted because i was upstairs where like the rest of my family was so i like was not able to really focus in on it so i was like oh fine i just won't work on this right now like i'll wait until i'm alone and i actually came down to my bedroom so that way i could work on um the Inflow app and whatnot. Like, that's why I came down here. And of course, be okay, listen to this. Tell me if this is your experience or not. So, I'm just gonna walk you through kind of like how the night has gone. I shouldn't have said that because it actually makes me want you to like, wanna walk you through every step of my night. No, but what I wanna say is that I was upstairs, I was posting on Reddit first, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I, cause I was in the car listening to a podcast attitude said the inflow was their sponsor so that it was like really helpful for adhd and i was like oh i want to try that so okay also not a good choice but I, I thought that i would forget i'm like shit i'm gonna forget inflow and because i'm driving i'm like oh damn it i i don't know i guess i'll just download inflow right now so like i'm driving hop on the app store download inflow because i know that i'll forget if i don't do it right then and there download it but I'm like oh and I have such an impulse to like start my account as I'm driving and I'm like okay no you cannot be a danger to the public so I decide to not um open up the inflow app but like I've downloaded it right and so then I get done with like my drive listening to my podcast I go to the grocery store come home and I'm like excited to work on inflow but then you know there's stuff going on around me and I'm like okay well I can't really I can't I know that the way that I work is I can't just like start on this app and like return to it and like be going back and forth and whatnot um it was funny i actually <laughs> tmi but like i ended up starting the test in the bathroom and i finished it in the test and then oh er, shit <laughs> i finished the test while i was in the bathroom and then once i was like back out in the public with my family in like our family room area like i kept on getting interrupted and i'm like okay great so i just i'll just scroll through reddit right now because that doesn't require me to be very tuned in And it gives me more flexibility to, like, work with, like, my family who keeps on interrupting me. And so, sure enough, um, and they do keep on interrupting me. And I'm, like, honestly trying to also get stuff done on Reddit, like, replying to people's posts and, like, posting my own stuff, right? And so, like, even that is kind of frustrating for me in and of itself because I just, I have a really difficult time shifting between what's going on in in this example like shifting between what's going on on reddit versus shifting between um what's going on in the kitchen versus what my mom, my dad, my brother, whatever, like whatever everyone's saying to me. Like I just can't really shift that well. Um it's kind of like you're learning stick shift and you still don't know how to shift. Like that's my entire life from like an interaction standpoint when I have different things going on, it just feels like I'm constantly stalling. I only use that analogy because i've tried to drive stick before and that's the only time that i've ever gotten a warning from driving um obviously by admitting the fact that i downloaded an app while driving today i think it's pretty obvious that that's not uh statistically i should not have only one warning for stalling a vehicle but anywho that is so irrelevant i think i just wanted an excuse to tell that story oh my gosh but all of this to go back to say that i finally went downstairs but because i had been scrolling on reddit upstairs I got so like drawn into that that I was like, I'm gonna just keep on scrolling on Reddit. And it's funny because the entire time that I'm sitting there, I'm like, I have something else that I want to be doing. I have something else that I want to be doing, and I'm thinking that it's like that I want to like be recording for my next segment of my, po- my podcast. Which by the way, I'm terrified that I'm gonna get burned out by. But whatever, we'll just see what happens. That's also on my info app when I took the test. The thing that I said that I really wanted to prioritize working on is burnout because I'm so prone to burnout, and I actually think I've been living in burnout for probably the last almost two years now, um, just ever since like I graduated high school, kind of coming to the realization of like, oh shit, like I really burnt myself out in high school, and now this is where I am, not being able to do very much um, without getting absolutely exhausted from it. And on top of that, like honestly, I don't even have to do anything and I'm still exhausted from it, so you know that's just kind of where I'm at with my life right now. But so anywho, um, and I just keep on like scrolling through Reddit and whatnot, and then I finally motivate to like, I'm like, oh well, I might as well just record this, and guess what? That means that I still haven't gone back to InFlow, and so all that to say that my um, InFlow app is currently my little sim character that, given thank goodness it hasn't been waiting, hasn't been waiting for 13 hours, but I think I probably downloaded it at four. 430 maybe um and it's about 10 o'clock so you know it's been waiting for a couple of hours and I guess like I have gotten the chance to kind of check in periodically but like I've really I I don't know I think it, it things should have been done by now but then again it's an ADHD app, so like they're used to it it's not like anything like dire is gonna happen if I don't get to it I just know that I want to so hopefully I can get back to it because um I'm sure that it would love for me to be there I know that I'd love to be there so anywho next one um hmm Ah, interesting. Here we go. This, this one. I'm sorry, I read it in advance. I didn't read it for word word for word, but like I read the main points. Another Twitter post. This is exactly what I'm talking about with my bathroom towels. Okay, and I'm just I'm just gonna read this one. And I'm not even gonna elaborate, just to save us both. It says, just picked up a rubber band that has been in the same spot of my bedroom floor for a month. Absolutely incredible to see what I'm capable of when I give it my all and if you can't put those pieces together for yourself, um, I'm sorry, (laughs) I can't explain it to you, otherwise I'll talk for another five minutes about something that I really don't need to be talking about for five minutes, I've done a good job staying under the radar, this one, it's like, this is the meme of the kid with like the bulging veins in his forehead and in his neck, um, what is it gonna say? I can sometimes pass for a normal human being only by saying 20% of the stuff I have the urge to say. (laughs) No, that was kind of mean. I feel like this is literally Reddit telling me to shut up. Like it's basically like, oh, thank you so much for having occupied us with 55 minutes of conversation while only getting through, you know, probably again, 20%. Or, er, hold on. No, now I got to do the math. While well, getting through five times um less. Wait, hold on. I've said five times more than the average person would need to say. About 20% less than the average person would have gotten to. Yeah. No, not even 20% less. Probably 80% less. Why don't we say... I've talked five times as much about a fifth of the stuff that a normal person would have the stuff to say. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Maybe I'm not a math person. Maybe I'm just confusing you. Maybe I'm just trying to, like, appear to be superior even though I know for a fact that I'm not even close. Um. Although sometimes, like, yeah, ego issues be hitting me hard, too. Uh <laughs> Pride is the devil. Next one. Um. Energy drink. Me. Drinks energy drink at 11 p.m. also me falls asleep my roommates visible confusion okay this one's interesting I so (laughs) story time apparently every single one of these is a story time and I'm living for it because apparently all these are stories that I've been wanting to talk about I've just not had an outlet because I'm not very like socially active right now um sorry that sucks uh I'm okay and <laughs> anyway, so I, like I mentioned, I went to the grocery store, was getting groceries for my family, and as I'm at the grocery store, I'm in the drink aisle looking for a Coca-Cola for my dad, can't find the right kind, and then I look to, like, see if there's the right kind on another shelving unit, and I don't see that, but I see these teas, and I'm like, ooh, I've been wanting to try tea for a while because I saw something about how Yerba mate, um something about how like it can increase dopamine maybe I don't know I think it has to do with the caffeine in it and so I've been wanting to try Yerba Mate for a while because my friend like is apparently an ambassador for it and I was like oh you got to send me some and she's like well that's not actually how it works and I'm like okay well either way I want to try it so I can know if like I should be asking you to bring me some when you come home next time or whatever so I get the Yerba Mate tea and then I'm from uh, not from Arizona but I lived in Arizona for a little bit and I don't know I just think that Arizona tea is, like, the cutest packaging ever, Um, and I've been, like, wanting to try to get into tea. I'm just nervous about the caffeine contents of it because here's the thing is there have been a couple of times, a handful of times, like, way too many times that I have gotten a a drink, a coffee drink, um, that has been, like, fully caffeinated. I don't ever get, like, extra shots or anything like that in my drinks, but that, like, is not decaf is what I'm trying to say, And the rest of my day is fucked. Like, it's so frustrating to me to imagine that people can either A, drink caffeine and not be affected by it, or B, drink caffeine and be affected by it in a positive way, because I C, drink caffeine, and my heart rate goes up so much, I start talking really fast, I'm not even caffeinated right now, people. Um, Like, I start talking really fast, my mind is just blowing up with this, uh, just realizing... I'm like super overstimulated by my own existence. It's just being caffeinated is what it feels like for a normal person to be overly caffeinated, I feel like. And so for me, I don't drink caffeine. And on this ADHD is Females podcast that I was listening to, one of the very beginning episodes, um, they talked about how... Uh, caffeine affects these two women differently and one of them says that like it doesn't even touch her like she literally can fall asleep just fine on caffeine and then the other was lady was like oh no like for me I just I can't even do it like I gotta get something decaf otherwise I'm like I can I'm having heart palpitations like I'm sweating and like I can't get through the day that's the category that I fall into so I don't really understand the entire like caffeine um I just don't understand caffeine in general I really can't do it uh, People have made jokes that, like I don't even need caffeine because I'm Kathleen and caffeine, Kathleen, whatever. I like I literally have had a friend that's called me her caffeine. Um, My new nickname for her is caffeine, which is funny because, again, my name is Kathleen. But, um, yeah, I just feel like my existence is enough caffeine for me as it is. And so maybe it's like having actual caffeine in me is what sends me into like caffeine overdrive. I don't know. Um, I think that caffeine with mixed with anxiety is really difficult for me so that that meme specifically I don't relate to but I know that a lot of people with ADHD could relate to that but I do feel like the need to kind of explain that like yeah um that's something that like I just don't understand how people can have caffeine and fall asleep I don't understand how people can have caffeine and have it wake them up for me it doesn't do anything to like wake me up necessarily it just makes me feel like I'm about to explode from the inside out, and it's scary, and I don't like it. I'm actually freaking out thinking about it, so let's move on to the next one. Um, I procrastinate getting ready. This one says, the ADHD mad rush of panic to try and do everything 15 minutes before you head out. That one's interesting. I I don't necessarily know if I have experienced that much, um, but I think... I think that the reason that I haven't experienced that much is because I like have a very people pleasing nature um, and I don't want to let people down and I've had people call me out for being late before and like it's made me feel really bad because they think that I'm being like rude and disrespectful Um, and I can't remember the reasons that I had been late like this is back in high school and honestly I remember blaming it on my mom. I don't remember how much of it really was my mom or not. I think I was just looking for an excuse. But in like I think that the reason that this one doesn't apply to me that much is probably just because um like my way of navigating not doing something 15 minutes before um I'm about to head out is because I just don't want to make someone upset that I am late. I don't want to make someone upset that like they're waiting for me. But so I almost experienced the opposite of this is where it's like instead of doing everything um with 15 minutes before I head out I will have 30 minutes before someone is coming to like pick me up or something and I I feel like that gives me no time to do anything which is kind of awkward because like for a normal human being I think that you would see 30 minutes and be like this is a sub- like a good chunk of time that I could do something beneficial like probably enough time to sort some laundry probably enough time to um like, I don't know, maybe clean your bathroom, depends on how, like, messy or clean your environment is, but, like, some, most people would probably see 30 minutes as, like, sufficient amount of time. That's not how I work. If there's 30 minutes before you're supposed to come pick me up, I will sit for 30 minutes in anxious anticipation, and that's honestly the reason that, like, I do typically enjoy being the person that's, like, driving, um, is because if it's 30 minutes before it's time for me to go pick you up. What I'll do is the moment that I'm actually ready, I'll go on a drive. I've gotten pretty good at figuring out how long certain drives take me um, because I've been driving them for so long. And so I'll just go on a drive and then I'll come pick you up and I'm typically on time because I've kind of just like adapted a system. Um, and yeah, I I think that something that I've heard about ADHD people is that they have this thing called time blindness where like they just have a really hard time um, imagining how long it's gonna take to do a task. And it's super funny because most people only talk about the fact that um, people with ADHD think that a task is going to take significantly less time than it will. And that's how I used to be. And I realized that I was taking a lot longer on things. um, I was taking longer on things that I thought should have been fast. Or maybe, hold on, that's maybe not the right way to describe it. I think, I'm just thinking about, and this started like impairing my ability specifically to enjoy work. Like, I could not get to work on time um, because I would think like, oh, it's only going to take me five minutes to get there. Like, I'm chilling. It's only going to take me 15 minutes to get there. I'm chilling. Like, I'll leave with 15 minutes to get there. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm late and it's making like coworkers upset with me. It's honestly like affecting my paychecks because um, I'm like paid that way or whatever. And so kind of like to combat this issue of thinking that I can get there in a certain amount of time. All of a sudden, I I started, like, overestimating it. And right now, like, a good example is the work that I have given. I have to deal with morning traffic, so I feel like that is also something that I've kind of, like, taken into consideration. But I leave. um, I leave for work essentially an hour before I really have to get to work, even though the drive is only 35 minutes, if that makes any sense. Um, That's not a very extreme example of what I do, and it's funny because I remember... I tried to explain this idea to my therapist once and I was like, I just really struggle with time. Like for me, this appointment, like it takes me five minutes to get here, but I schedule, like I schedule for it to take me at least. Um, well, it's funny. Cause I said that I schedule it to take me 15 minutes to get there. When in reality, I really schedule 30 minutes for it to like for me to get there because I'm anticipating the waiting time in between leaving. I don't know. It's just, it's a super difficult thing. Like I just have a, really hard time navigating time in general um i've heard of a couple of people who agree with me when they say that like yeah and this is why oh my gosh 3 p.m shifts liter- well 3 p.m shifts are not the issue it's when you have a one hour appointment at 3 p.m in the middle of your day you're like fuck i guess you know what i'm doing today i'm doing this one hour appointment for the entirety of the day like that's kind of how i work right where it's like i i literally know that this appointment is supposed to only take me an hour the way that my brain processes it is that I will not have time to do anything before 3pm and because the day will be essentially coming to an end after 4 o'clock, I, have, I cannot do anything after. And that just sucks. I don't know. It's like, you're going to waste so much time that way. Um, so, I feel like with ADHD, people either think that they have uh, like more time than they do or they think that they have less time than they do, if that makes sense, any sense. Um Um, uh, this one says, I literally don't know why I do this. Me trying to stop digging myself into holes. Me continuing to dig myself further for no good reason. I don't like that one very much. Sorry. Uh, uh, Those ones don't have very many upvotes. Sorry. Um, uh, this one's kind of good. It has like a a little mischievous looking goose on it, and it says, looking for trouble, and if I cannot find it, I will create it. Now, I'm a rabble rouser, but, like, a very discreet rabble rouser. I'm not the type of person to go picking a fight because I'm bored. Um, I'm just, like, an adrenaline junkie again, and (laughs) I've gone through some phases of life where it's, like, hmm, okay, Miss Adrenaline Junkie, you need to calm down there. You're going to get hospitalized. Um, Other times, it's like, m- I feel like on a day-to-day basis, the way that I cope with, like, or the way that I experience an adrenaline rush is, like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I feel like the one that I know for sure would be just, like, having more reckless driving habits. It's funny because I've, again, I've only ever been pulled over once, and so I don't really have anything to back up the fact that I'm, like, an, aggr- an aggressive... Well, uh, I was going to say... I I stuttered. I I don't know how. I got my thoughts mixed up with my words. But I was going to say a reckless driver. But I've always described myself as being more of an aggressive driver. Which basically means that I'm just not a timid driver. Which basically means that you're never going to have to honk your horn at me because I'm going too slow. Does that make any sense? Like, that's how I feel like I am as a driver. It also means that if you're my passenger... You're never going to be upset that we're in the long lane of traffic when there's a shorter na- lane of traffic right next to us because that's the lane that I'm already going to be in and we're going to get to point A, um, from point A to point B much faster than anyone else on our route. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I feel like that's like a more subtle way that I like have that like adrenaline rush kind of um, and I feel like that is kind of uh looking for trouble you could say. I don't know. I don't want to describe it as looking for trouble but again, just, like, this idea of, like, needing some adrenaline, this person, uh, says that it's dopamine, there are definitely different things, it says that dopamine, um, that was, like, the, the heading of this meme that they posted, um, but, like, for me, I just, I think the point I'm trying to get across is, like, there's obviously a lack of something, and I'm gonna go out and do something that's gonna make me feel like I've been fulfilled in whatever it is that I'm seeking, um, um, (laughs) <laughs> um, okay this is another one of those ADHD or A- this one says ADD is another one of those pie charts and I'm nervous to read it because the last time that I went over one of these ADD pie charts it took me 30 minutes so I'm going to promise to myself right now that I'm not going to say anything other than what is on this screen it says I should probably do my homework soon what people think ADD is. Yellow, not focused, green, lazy, purple, not real. What ADD is actually, I'm not going to say the colors this time because that's pointless, making this stupid meme instead of doing my homework that I had to do because a month ago, or a month ago, because I need dopamine to start but it makes me anxious so i need to calm down but i can't because i'm not doing my homework so i guess i'm just going to drop out and be even more anxious guess it's not even a meme anymore i'm sorry mm, i love people you know sometimes i really just like people this one makes me really like people again um um do 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 got this cartoon about a depressed horse sometimes what a person needs is just one piece one piece In the TV show BoJack Horseman, it shows a series of characters trying to find answers to their lives, types of depressions, and other mental illnesses. But in the end, they just become at peace with their life and circumstances. There's no answers to life. There's just one, or there's just being at peace with yourself and accepting your past and circumstances so you can move on to better things. (sighs) Oh my gosh. That was fucking deep, bro, and that comes from a show about a horse that I've only seen BoJack Horseman once, and it was triggering for me. I did not enjoy it that much, but it's just because I didn't like the relationship between the horse and the cat. Something about it felt a little bit off to me, um, but like low-key, the reason I started watching it was because it did seem like it ha- gives you like a dose of reality. Uh, maybe I should watch BoJack Horseman because all of a sudden he's beginning to feel like my spirit animal. <laughs> this one's uh, this one's Homer Simpson running after the garbage man with his garbage like his entire uh garbage can in his hands and it says every sing or er, me every single trash day and it's just yeah that's funny I'm nervous to be an adult because I have a feeling almost trash day um every trash day. And I'll probably just end up starting my, like, own garbage collecting business, and it'll be, like, four people with ADHD, and it'll be, like, I know what their, um, schedules are like, and so this, oh, seriously, this is such a great idea. I'll, like, know when they're supposed to be home, and so what I'll do is I will come at them, and I'll be like, hey, I know that you're home right now, and you have your trash that you never got for your, like, garbage man. Well, I'm the ADHD trash guy, and I'm here to pick up your trash that you forgot to put out. And, like, that'd be just nice to do for the community. I probably could get some, like, uh, service hours for that. You know, maybe um, make someone's life a little bit better while doing it. Obviously, this is pie in the sky, and I would never actually do it. But, um, you know, if someone's looking for something to do, <laughs> and you've got the time, the effort, the energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you could be Mr. ADHD Trash Guy. <coughs> uh this one is um, Every Time, and it has Nicolas Cage and that other guy that I've seen on SNL. I think his name is Romeo, maybe. I'm sorry that I don't know who it is. It says, my playlist trying to figure out what song I want to listen to. Me who puts it on shuffle and keeps skipping songs until I find the one I want. Is this, this is so true. I think that this is just a shared human experience. I don't necessarily think that we could qualify that as being an ADHD thing or not. I just think that, you know, if you if you want a certain song, although maybe okay, maybe this is what makes ADHD, right? Is the fact that because you're so impulsive, <laughs> instead of taking the extra 2 seconds to look up the title of the song that you want, like in my this is at least how my brain works. I'll calculate it as being like, I'll just put it on the playlist. And even though my playlist is literally 46 hours long, I'll be like, statistically, it's probably going to pop up here in like the first 15 songs, right? <laughs> and then what will typically happen for me is as I'm skipping through all the songs, um, it, I'll give up. I'll give up on like finding the song that I really wanted to find. And I'll hear one that I'm like, eh, you'll suffice. And then that song will play out, um, and if I'm lucky, I'll ki- like it'll kind of go away that I ever have like, an objective with what song I wanted to be playing. Um, but if I'm unlucky, then it, the pattern will continue until I... I don't think that I've ever actually gotten to the song that I wanted to listen to. Or maybe I'm just making this scenario up in my head. I don't know. All I know is that I feel very called out by this, and that I probably didn't finish my last sentence there. All the self-hatred and weirdness feel well explained now. Me struggling emotionally and academically since grade eight, and it's like, oh, this is so sad. It's just like a little black and white drawing of a child, like holding his head in obvious anguish, and it says on his shirt, "It says you are just lazy." and careless and then underneath it's like almost like a like before and after meme almost it says my undiagnosed ocd and adhd at that time and it has pepe the the frog with a clown costume on and he's blowing one of those party like what what the fuck would you call that i don't know there's an emoji of someone with a party hat on and them blowing that thing whatever it is party horn it's not a horn though it's not a horn it's just like a little Blowy thingy and it's actually like really funny because I love it reminds me of like it makes me feel like I have a frog tongue oh my gosh I don't know if I'm odd or if I'm just voicing the opinions of many who are too scared to admit it but please tell me that I'm not the only one who blows on one of those little like bag thingies that I'm literally you should know what I'm talking about. if you don't know what I'm talking about I'm sca- I'm really sad for you but tell me that you know what I'm talking about and then tell me that you've never blown on that thing and felt like a frog with, like, a frog tongue. <sighs> I'm just speaking the truth that y'all are too afraid to speak, okay? Um. Okay. Uh, I gotta be done soon, probably. I could literally go on forever, though. This is so fun for me. This is so fun for me. Ooh, this one's interesting. It says, um, well, first of all, the person said, I do this a lot. I love breakfast food for dinner, even. And you can take kind of a guess at what this one is about. It's about eating, eating habits. And it says, adults with ADHD, do y'all still hyperfixate on food? I've eaten the same thing every day for almost two weeks. Um... Yeah, I definitely de- I definitely do this especially when it comes to fast food. Like I'll just go through phases where it's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm craving Costa Vida every day this week." Or like, I think recently I've been really into Chipotle, but recently I've also just like totally had a loss of appetite and nothing sounds good to me anymore other um other than today I had a craving for king crab that's like 50 dollars a pound, so probably shouldn't be giving into that craving cuz I'm not financially stable enough for it. Um but I feel like the where I am in my life like because I'm working all the time and I need to essentially have the way that I go about having a lunch for school is it's it's almost like the equivalent of a sack lunch. I just haven't gotten myself a lunch box yet cuz they were all like given away years ago when I stopped eating lunch at school. Um what I do is I just put my lunch in a certain pocket of my backpack and that's like my lunch pocket of my backpack. And I just pack the same things every day because it's just more convenient for me. It doesn't take as much time, doesn't take as much energy, Energy doesn't take as much planning Um, and it helps me to get to work to on time. Um, oh, this one's fucking awesome. It's that like what kind of dog would it be considered? Um, maybe not quite a she, but you know, unless it is, I don't know. It's like that one, (laughs) it's like the one muscular dog. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm sorry that I don't have this like recorded. You know what? I'm probably going to post this just because I feel like this has been like a fun episode for me. Um, (laughs) and what I'll do is I'll just try to post all these different, uh, reddit, post and if you want to follow along you can follow along now all of a sudden I'm getting overwhelmed imagining having to like go back through this so I better be careful not to like go onto a different page um but anywho this one has like the jacked Shiba Inu and then like the wimpy sad cowering Shiba Inu and it says um <laughs> first of all the person said it's like I'm using two different brains and with the muscular Shiba Inu it says helping others 13 hours of manual labor without dinner sure I'll sleep on the floor me when helping myself. Um, maybe if I really try hard, I can l- do a load of laundry. And honestly, even this doesn't quite feel accurate. Like, again, for me, what I would say, maybe if I try really hard, I can put this towel straight. Like, doing a load of laundry as compared to setting, like, a towel straight. Like, girl, you're really doing the heavy lifting. If you were doing the laundry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I, uh, It's craziness. And I... Okay. Damn it! Ah, I wish that I would have been recording earlier because while I was in the kitchen just doing my like Reddit stuff again, just to kind of like keep me occupied, but not like too occupied, not too engaged, while my family like kept on interrupting me or whatever. Like, love them. I feel like it sounds hateful to be like, stop interrupting me. But I'm sorry. I just I I I, like have. It's hard for me. Anywho, um, just no love. All the love. All the love. But I was writing a response to this one. Hmm. person on Reddit earlier, and they were, they, like, had mentioned that for them, living alone as a person with ADHD is absolutely amazing because, like, they don't have to worry about passive-aggressive remarks from, like, their roommates about getting chores done or feel like shit because they aren't, like, holding their weight or whatever, and I, like, ended up explaining that, like, for me, even though I haven't really technically lived alone, I, I honestly, like, would be scared to live alone because then I don't have, like, this external pressure of having to, make sure that my space is clean just out of respect for the people around me if that makes any sense um and I think that with ADHD it's hard because a lot of the time like if you are not taking care of your chores it comes off as disrespectful I think that I'm not trying to say that here all I'm trying to say is that like I have I, I want to um how did I put it I think this is not how I worded it but basically like I just want to I, I want to impress other people like I don't want to I think that what I said is I don't want to let them down and so for me like <laughs> if I were at someone else's bathroom and their towel were not folded correctly um or like if I put a towel away and it wasn't correct well that wouldn't happen because I'd be such a perfectionist that I'd be like oh my gosh they let me borrow their towel like I want to put it together just perfectly right and so my entire point was just like if I have like an external pressure which could be living with other people and wanting to make sure that, like, I'm holding my weight, I just do a much better job at, like, accomplishing a task, keeping an area clean, um, making sure that I'm staying on top of it. Because I think that the shame that I would feel is overwhelming, like, if I were to know that I'm not carrying my weight. I just, I feel like the way that, I almost feel like my mind has been manipulated to believe that I have to be a contributing member of whatever it is that I'm a part of and so if it's just me and myself like I'm gonna have a really hard time contributing because it's not affecting anyone but if it's like me and other people and this applies to like living situations or honestly just like I've always kind of been the planner and initiator and motivator of like my friend group and it's because like that's like that's how I'm able to have like a sense of purpose I guess and how I'm able to kind of impress people and like hold my weight carry my weight I guess um and so I don't know I just I've noticed that I'm a lot better at doing things and getting things done for other people like here's kind of a funny example I always used to have a hard time writing essays I still do writing essays I love writing essays by the way I just have a hard time doing it Um, for like in college, I just like had a hard time doing it for myself. Well, I'm not in college right now, and I have a friend who is in college right now, uh, and she had to write an essay, and I was looking for some sort of like stimulation of the brain to make me feel like I wasn't just missing out on college because I'm incapable, which by the way, I that sounds kind of mean, but like I, I just, I, I need to prove to myself that like I did not drop out of college because I can't do it I mean I did but like it's not because I'm incapable it's just because I'm not able to do it if that makes any sense um also side note it's been really interesting to consider how having ADHD may have actually been the reason that I dropped out of college there's so many different reasons but honestly I think it may have been a huge driving factor as well keep in mind it was undiagnosed I had no idea I did have an idea but like I didn't realize just like how much it could be affecting me But anyway, to get back to the point, she had an essay due, and I was like, I need some sort of stimulation, I want to, like, prove to myself that, like, I'm still capable, very much so, of, like, writing an essay, so I wrote her essay, like, (laughs) I just wrote an essay for her, that's, like, how I went about doing it, and again, I couldn't find a way to motivate to get things in line, um, for an essay of my own, but, like, with hers, given it was still kind of, I think I, I'm nearly certain I still ended up doing it last minute, but like because I was doing it for her and I had that kind of external pressure, um, knowing that it was for someone that wasn't just for me, like I don't know, I, it just drove me to do better work. It kind of felt like, um, and then another example of that would be that I can't write an email to save my life. Like, I I want to be able to. Oh my gosh, I'm such a phone call person. I get so mad when people text me. Please just call me. There's too much very like there's too much room for error when you text me calling me is 100% the way to go emailing me on the other hand fuck that bro like oh my gosh not only am I having a hard time communicating and like putting into words and staying consistent and like making sure that it all makes sense to you now all of a sudden you have to add in the fact that it's supposed to be like semi-professional gosh damn just screw me now like it's horrible it's I, I hate it um but it's uh what what I'm going to, like, what I mean to say is that I just cannot write uh, an email for my own benefit very much. But she was having something going on at school and needed to write an email to someone. And she was like, it's just kind of overwhelming for me. And I'm like, no, I feel you. I've been in that situation before. That is the situation that I'm in right now. Like, I have so many emails I need to write, but I just can't. But I saw that she needed some help. And I was like, you know what, girl, I got you. I'm gonna write this email for you guess who was able to write the email with no fucking problem? Ran it by her. She was like, cool. Click send, click send. She's like, thank you so much for doing that. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I got you anytime. But whenever it comes time for me to need to email someone for myself, guess who can't do it? Yep. You're a girl. So hmm, it's, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it sucks for me, but like, honestly, if you're a friend of mine, like low key, that could be such a benefit. Like if you ever need an email written an essay written I'm not saying I can do it every time but if you do you just let me know because the chances are I'm more likely to do it for you than I am to do it for myself right um I think that that was the <laughs> that was like the closing line of what I said on whatever reddit post that it was I said something about how um I'm really good at doing things for people who aren't myself <laughs> you know that's kind of how it feels Um, but I think that I'm going to be done because all of a sudden I do have this idea that I should go back and keep track of all like the different Reddit posts that we went through, that I went through. So I'm kind of ready to be done with this just so I can move on to that and so that way I don't have to worry about losing it and just not having anything because honestly I really did enjoy this episode. I think that what I'm really working on in terms of podcasting is um working to allow my personality to like be authentic I think that it's funny because I was doing some practice runs of a podcast um just like in my voice memos and I was noticing that my voice just did not sound right like it sounded like too cool like it kind of sounded it you know what it sounded like <laughs> it sounded it reminded me of Emma Chamberlain not to like call her out or anything like I I don't think I'm not like saying that she has a fake voice. I'm just saying that, like, I've noticed for me when I'm kind of, like, on the defensive, my no- my voice will get a little bit lower and I won't sound as, like, excited about what's going on. And I think, that, like, maybe that's one of the fun things about me from, like, uh, an emotional dysregulation standpoint is, again, like, people can kind of find it fun and entertaining. Um, I feel pretty stable right now. Like, I, f- I feel like, generally speaking, I've gotten a good chance to kind of, like, show my true authentic emotions without it, like, b- me literally springing through the roof and like getting my head stuck and being concerned um, <clears throat> if you understand that analogy I promise it's not like an inside joke or anything I don't know why I said that I I just that's just like the vision that I got in my head of just jumping around getting my head you know jumping so high that my head goes through the ceiling and now all of a sudden I'm, I, I'm stuck and it looks like I was falling through the floor when in reality like I was just bouncing so high that I went into the ceiling Anywho, sorry. Sometimes it's fun to explain the thoughts that are going on in my head. And if you don't get them, that's okay. Um, It's just fun for me to try to verbalize it. And I know that, like, the images make me laugh. So maybe you will laugh at the images that I'm coming up with as well. Um, I, I feel like if you could watch a movie of what goes on in my head, you'd be very amused. It would be... It would be like The Office on steroids and if The Office were to take place at a bouncy castle. Probably. That's probably the best way to describe it. Specifically because they have the chaotic camera angles. Like that would be that would be my movie in my brain. But anyway, all that to say It was nice for me to feel like I got a chance for my, like, true personality to shine through with this one. Um, Probably because it was, like, a more casual thing. I didn't even plan on doing this. Just decided to pick up the mic. Decided to review what I have to say on Reddit. And I just, I don't know, super scatterbrained, super uh, casual. Just not even really thinking that, like, I was going to take this seriously. But because this is probably, like, this has been the episode that I felt the most relaxed and comfortable with myself from um I think that this one honestly probably will get published and I'm super stoked about it um and I'm gonna I'm gonna try like this is all just a learning curve one other thing that I want to say because I had no idea when I was going to film my next podcast and I again like kind of thought it would be tonight didn't think it was going to be on this topic because again I like don't want to talk about ADHD all the time Um, but it just so happens that that's what I was, like, kind of doing tonight. And, like, that's totally okay. Uh, again, kind of just, like, a hyperfixation at the moment. And, like, I I really enjoy talking about it. It's just so freeing for me to be able to talk about it. Um, oh, gosh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. If I would have had some other, like, recording going on tonight, I wanted to make a note of making, um, like, just saying that, obviously, this is not going to be perfect. I don't edit these. This is raw. This is natural. Um, in the sense of, like, the there might be, like, noises in the background. Or, like, I was getting up and shifting around during this. And I didn't even, like, go into my closet to do this one because I didn't think it was going to be, like, a real big deal. And today, I made an impulsive investment in buying, um, like, in being able to get uh, myself to... I don't know. There's uh, like a bit of an investment, like a down payment that you kind of got to put down in order to have a podcast. Um and like I really do want to stick with this and something is telling me that if I pay, it's kind of a like pricey or amount probably like sh- shouldn't be able to afford it, but I just I bought it anyway. Um and I have a reminder on my phone to cancel it in 30 days. If I if I don't continue this, then I definitely need to cancel it in 30 days and I'll get a refund and everything. Um but it, there's this platform called RSS. I wish that I knew what it stood for, but basically it's like, if you're wanting to get a podcast started, go to RSS. It just makes podcasting so much easier. Like, honestly, this has been so much easier than I thought it would be. And I'm so grateful for that because, again, I'm just not good at following instructions. I was able to figure this out myself and it it did not take hardly any work at all. And I'm just so grateful for that because the thing that's kept me from doing a podcast um, for the past year and a half that I've been considering it. Is literally just that I've been so daunted by, like, all the different tasks and um, different elements that, like, I w- of, uh, like, what it would take to get it put together. And I managed to do it all in one day. Like, a year and a half of trying to figure out, like, strategically, how am I going to put this together? How am I going to make this work? Like, what's going to be, how am I going to do this? Literally, I was able to figure it all out yesterday. And, again, it's, like, a learning curve and whatnot. whatnot. But the most important steps are taken care of. I have, like, a setup. Um, I... Apparently I'm figuring out a way to have content that's like super spontaneous and sporadic and I, I don't know, we'll see where we go with that. Um and now like I have this platform called RSS, which allows me to have I think right now I have um my podcast on Spotify, I have it on uh Amazon music, I have it on a couple of other like more random platforms that I don't really listen to, like no offense to them. Um and then I also worked to get it on Apple Podcasts. So, and again, like super duper easy. I've taken care of all of that within the past 48 hours, less than that. So that's great. But what I want to say is that I got an email from the founder, president, CEO. I just, I don't even know who it is at this point. His name is Ben. Um, it's like one of those like, thank you for subscribing. Like, we're so happy to have you a part of this community. And at the very end, it says something about how, and I, you know what? I think I took a screenshot of it because I was like, thank you for that. Like, I needed to hear that. Um, Also, I just logged out on my Reddit app and I swear that if that makes me lose track of where I was, I'm, oh gosh, I'm going to be so mad. Um, But I'm looking at the screenshot on my phone and it says, don't worry about being perfect, just launch your podcast. And that's exactly what I did. And you know what? Like, I... I personally am the type of person who listens to the first episode of a podcast as I've been in like this podcast phase. Like I like to listen to the first episode, but the reality of the situation is that I I think that most people will give lots of grace to you as you are starting it out. It's not going to be perfect. Um, it's, it might not even be good. <laughs> like who knows if this is even good, but again, like this is for me, it's so fun. It's so fun. So exciting. Um, And I really enjoy, like, what it's providing to me as I'm doing it. It's difficult because I want to do it all the time, and I know that realistically I can't and that I shouldn't, and I am really, like, trying to avoid burnout. But you know what? I think that that's going to be a good way for me to kind of wrap this up is to say I'm really looking to not get burnt out. I'm going to go back, hopefully do find the Reddit um, post and everything, like, get those linked somewhere and then put this together I'll post it tomorrow probably um at this point I'm like posting once a day which I'm literally on on a path to burnout burnout but then once I'm done with that I'm going to go to inflow um and I'm going to see what it has to tell me about burnout because again that's like my biggest concern with this because I think that burnout is just like a a theme of my existence and it's really sad but I'm working on it and I'm working to try to find some resources that are going to help me to not burn out as easily and to recognize it um I think the biggest issue is going to be some self-control but you know what we'll just cross that bridge when we get there um like I said super excited that I did this sorry that I'm falling in between the like hour and 15 hour and 45 minute marks for these but I think that we're just coming becoming um more and more aware of the fact that I named it, I named my podcast Chatty Kathy for a reason and it's because I really can chat your ear off and I can talk forever and the worst part is like I still don't even want to stop talking but I have to uh because it's currently 9 36. My bedtime on a regular day is 8 30 so I don't know what's wrong with me. (sighs) Also one last thing don't mind the little singing in between things I love to do that, and I think that's probably one of the reasons that today I felt like more authentic and truly myself is because like that's just how I roll. I love to like just like sing between things. So again, this is just like this is this is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. Gonna let the light. I'll shut up now. Thank you so much for listening to the Chatty Cathy podcast. Thank you for so much for sticking with me through this. Um, peace, love, joy, much appreciation. And I will talk to you all next time. Adios.